Hello and welcome to Tex Talks Extra. I am Tex and today I am talking to a singer whose emotional vocals express a maturity way beyond her years and make her a force to be reckoned with. I am of course talking about Mila Smith. Mila, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I am good. Thank you so much for having me. It is only a pleasure. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while and we'll get to your bustling solo career in a moment, but we have to talk about your first band, which incidentally became the youngest ever indie pop band in the country ever. And you were called Skyscrapers. And there were three of you. And I remember your song, Just Kids, exploded back in 2017. But those, I want to know what those early days were like writing and recording with Leo and Dan. Because, you know, when you're so young and, you know, you writing and recording with friends like i'm i'm sure i'm sure that it must have been super fun yeah no it definitely definitely was wow no i always get so happy talking about it because it was just such a beautiful experience because it was such an organic process we all went to the same school and just by chance leo who was the pianist he needed somebody to help him with like a random concert and I decided that I could help him out and then from there it ended up sprouting into me introducing original music to them and we got to perform we got to record a music video and of course doing that all for the first time with people that you get on so well with was just amazing. Yeah, and then your song Megaphone was used in a DSTV ad campaign, which basically meant that like every third person in the country saw your face and heard your music. <laughs> I mean, how did things change for you after that campaign, Ed? Um, I feel like the Megaphone campaign really did um, propel us forward as a band. I mean, I must admit, it was very cool seeing <laughs> seeing our, ourselves <laughs> on television. Um, but a lot of doors opened after that. And even nowadays, as a solo artist, I'd always get like sometimes a random comment of, oh, you're, you're the girl from Megaphone or oh, you're the girl in that advert. Um, so I couldn't have been more grateful for the opportunity. And it really was such a fun day. Like it was a full on eight hour shoot or something. And so we oh, got wow. there extra early and we had like, it was such fun. And it was a full on production. I mean, there was like a whole crew and we got to do our hair and makeup for the first time ever. So that was great. Oh, that's so exciting. That's it. Those are the kinds of experiences in the music industry when you're young that like memories are made of the proper, but I want to know, I want to know how you stay grounded. I know that's, that's a sort of, that's a cliche saying, but I mean, you know, after all of this, success and you're super young and you know you keep going to school through all of this because I'm sure there's temptation you know just a little bit to uh just focus on the music music and forget about everything else mm. um I think that it's a very interesting question of how I stay grounded I mean I do think I attribute a lot of it to the people I surround myself with my mom who reminds me to stay grounded and my friends who are so supportive, but it's also, it's they're not like overbearing about the music stuff to the point where they put you on a pedestal and you can do no wrong, you know, <laughs> like, like mm -hmm. they'll call you out. Um, but I think it's just, you know, 
like th- I think that that's my answer with staying grounded, surrounding yourself with people that ground you, but also you yourself knowing that yes, this is a gift, but also remaining grateful for the fact that you're able to do music because it really is such an important and beautiful thing to do. So I think that if that answers your question. That 100% answers my question. And I was also wondering about how your taste in music has changed from your skyscraper days to now. Because obviously, you know, you were a kid and now you're a teenager. Um, and I'm I'm sure that what you listened to back then, you don't necessarily listen to now. <laughs> no, that's so true. Um, I mean, there's some, some of my music tastes actually stay the same. I mean, when we get to the icons like Adele, I mean, yo, I'll listen to Adele for the rest of time. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I've also, I think it's, I've been introduced to a lot more artists across varying genres. Um, for example, after Skyscrapers, I started listening to a band called The Neighborhood, which is oh, a very alternative. Them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the best, like a very alternative band. And also, I mean, even in Skyscraper's days, I was listening to Lana Del Rey, but I mean, I listen to her a lot more now and I'm a fully fledged Swifty. I love Taylor Swift. She's a pop queen. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think the beauty is that I've been exposed to a lot more music and various genres, which is great because you learn so much as well. Definitely. The Neighborhood have that very, very cool album that they released last year called Chip Chrome and the Monotones, where the lead singer mm. has this alter ego, Chip Chrome, and he he's just this painted silver guy who like runs around in all the music videos. It's so cool. And I love the way uh, they've also progressed because they went from having that huge, gigantic pop hit that was like everywhere to having mm. to go back to the drawing board and like kind of you know, redefine themselves and figure out who they are. But the reason that I asked you that question was because the music that I listened to when I was like 16, 17, 18, that was the music that shaped me. That was the music that I still listen to now. I've got like the fondest memories of it. And I mean, I think mm. we can we can agree that Adele is timeless. And in 50, 100 years from now, you know, people are still going to be listening to her music. <laughs> Yeah, but what what other musicians or even songs are you listening to now, songs that you've heard that you think are timeless for whatever reason? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I know, like, as you mentioned, Adele, obviously. Uh, besides for that, hmm, I'm trying to think. Grace Jones's version of Le Vie en Rose comes to mm. mind just because it's a song that my mom and I listened to ages ago and we still listen to it today in the car so I feel like that one would be timeless also because Grace Jones is another icon icon um yes oh, she's the best. then who else I'm trying to think of another song that comes to mind um Lana Del Rey's national anthem that song just also because I was like, my mom had like Lana, Del, my mom's got great music taste. Um, my mom had like the Lana Del Rey CDs. And so when I was in grade four and five, like I started listening to that before it was cool because Lana's very in now. 
And before mm-hmm. that, I was like, always like, oh, like, I listened to this person. You wouldn't know who she is. Now everyone knows Lana Del Rey. Um, <laughs> so I, I listened to, so I listened to that as well. I think that's a timeless song. So it's those three that come to mind immediately. Those are really, really good picks. And I'm pretty sure that my producers are going to embed those songs as sound beds <laughs> into the answers of your questions <laughs> so people can get to listen to them. But you took a little bit of time off after the success of Skyscrapers. I mean, obviously, you know, you have school to focus on as well. But you returned with your debut solo single, Liars and Fakes. And it's got this really great, fun music video to accompany it. Yeah. But I want to know, who are you talking about specifically when you refer to the liars and fakes? I'm sure there are quite a few, but <laughs> but I want to know. I want to know essentially who it was written about. Hmm. I mean, liars and fakes was essentially written about someone who used me for superficial gain, as opposed to chasing a real, genuine friendship. Um. So, aka, there was snake. But mm. that, that, that's what Lies and Fakes is about. But it's also just a feel-good song that everyone can enjoy. And I think also just an, a, like a stuff you to all the superficial people out there. But I also think that that's something we can all relate to. You know what I'm saying? Especially in mm. this age of social media. I'm sure you've gotten a lot of messages from people who can relate to your song, though. Mm, yes. No. And that's that's also really touching and validating I think because of course you you're writing when I'm writing I'm writing from based on my own emotions my own experiences but of course with music and just with with anything really oftentimes what you're feeling you're not alone in what you you feel it's a universal mm-hmm. thing so having that response and people coming back and saying like oh I I really related to this or I resonated with this line just means so much and it's 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 great to get that feedback Mm. I was very very um pleasantly surprised to learn that you have signed with artist services agency platoon um because they're doing incredible things on a worldwide Mm. scale for independent artists and I wanted to know how hooking up with them has opened doors for you and also helped you grow as an artist. Mm, well, I mean, earlier you mentioned my little hiatus after <laughs> Skyscrapers and that, that gap between the end of Skyscrapers mm-hmm. and now the release of my debut songs. And that was a lot of that was Platoon's doing because I signed with Platoon in 2018 and it was literally just like when one door closes, another door opens because I mm-hmm. just came out of that whole anxiety around skyscrapers ending and kind of wondering, what am I going to do next? And then I got approached by Hagar, who's a representative from Platoon, and, you know, to come and be a part of it. And basically, the emphasis was on finding my sound. And that's really how Platoon has helped so much, is that they've created such a... like an environment in which I can I have the room and the space to do that to find my sound I mean I got to travel to London in 2018 and work with producers there um also in SA they've linked me up with various producers um to work on my songs and that that like and that's already so many doors and that whole process I mean and they're also so transparent with you and 
they really have your best interests at heart. So that's really how they've helped. And they continue to. They continue to do all these things, which is really nice. Your latest single, Reassemble Myself, is very different to anything that you've put out. And it's a proper power ballad that deals with a very deep kind of heartbreak. Is this mm. a natural progression of who you are becoming as an artist? Because I feel like you've gone from something super upbeat with a, you know, middle finger to the haters to something that's quite, <laughs> you know, deep and heartfelt. Um, so is like nothing off the table? Would you like to explore all kinds of genres and maybe subgenres too? Yeah, no, definitely. Nothing is off the table. And it's also... I think that reassemble myself does represent where I am at as a, at an art as an artist right now. Um, a lot of my unreleased music does have a very ballady sound. It isn't that upbeat lies and fakes. I think li like lies and fakes was great in the sense that it's very different to the other songs that I have written, mm -hmm. and I'm fully I'm excited to explore different genres. But it's also that. When I'm writing, I don't really think like, oh, I'm going to write an upbeat song. Oh, I'm going to write a ballad. It kind of just happens. So I'm excited to see as I grow as an artist, as I work with new people and collaborate, what's going to come out of those collaborations. Okay, so we've reached the part of this podcast that I like to call This or That. Welcome to This or That with Tex. Where I give you two things to choose from and you pick which one you prefer. And you don't have to say why you've picked that thing unless you want to. Okay, so you ready? I'm ready. Okay, okay, here we go. All right. Cooking or doing the dishes? Cooking. Ugh. Nice. Dishes. <laughs> okay, hug a porcupine or kiss a lizard? Kiss a lizard. Okay, porcupines probably, probably look really, really beautiful. I probably also would have chose Kiss a Lizard as well. Because, um, yeah, porcupines, it, it doesn't doesn't look pleasant at all. Okay, so, being able to read minds or having the power of invisibility? Oh, read minds. 100%. No, no, no. I'm not for invisibility. Let's do mind reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Realizing halfway through a date that there's something in your teeth... Or realizing halfway through a date that there's something in your nose. Oh, no, that's so bad. No, <laughs> that's so bad. Um, uh, okay, something in your nose. I do the nose. Let, let me explain this. There's, there's a logic here. Because okay. let's say angle-wise, maybe there's something in your nose, but you weren't. It's not that visible. Like maybe you're at an, at an angle that's not that noticeable. So you can kind of get away with it. But the teeth thing, you can't miss it. You actually can't miss if something's on your teeth. So no, 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 no. You're it very, knows. you're very yeah. smart. You're the first person who's applied logic to this. Okay, moving on. Thank you. Playing Thank you very soccer, much. playing soccer in heels or playing netball in roller skates. Oof, these questions are good, hey? Wow. <laughs> um, uh, because right, I, I play soccer. I do not think it is actually a logical... You cannot play in heels, especially if you're on your field, it's muddy, the heels are going to get stuck. I'm going to go with 
of skates, okay? I took lessons for the Liars and Fakes music video. I feel confident that if need be, we could that could that could be a thing. Yes, roller skates. Yeah, I feel like you'd rock them. I, I've seen that music video. You were great on those skates. Okay, and the final one. This this might be a bit hard, but Adele or Beyonce? No, no, <laughs> no, no. Option three. option three, all of the above. <laughs> Done. Uh, okay, option three: Adele, Beyonce, or Dua Lipa. Okay, so I choose I choose Adele and Beyonce. I love Dua. <laughs> <laughs> but not as, not as much as that the, the Adele and Beyonce. So I'll I'll go with them. That's, I don't know if that's easy. option four or whatever. <laughs> I'll just yeah. I made it easy for you. That's what we do here on Text Talks Extra. We like to make our guests feel comfortable. But this is amazing and I could do this all day. But unfortunately, we've come to the end of Text Talks Extra. And Mila, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you today. And I wish you all the best with the rest of 2021. And I have no doubt that I will chat to you again in 2022 because I know that you've got a million and one things in the pipeline. And I can't wait to see how your career unfolds. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm coming again next year. Mark my words. Text Talks is coming to you from the amazing Kaya Creative Studios at Neighborhood in beautiful Cape Town, South Africa. Shout out to Tom's, the only music store for keeping us connected. From me, your host, Tex, my producers, Jonathan Ings and Matt Lewitz, and our researcher, Elle Clapper. Catch you on the flip side.